Flying father, they called him, and boy, was he flying now. He risked a quick glance at his special watch and felt a thrill as he took in the figures. His split times were amazing this morning, surely a personal best. Stick this in your pipe and smoke it, Liam, he thought. Pace, eight miles an hour, heart rate, a tad high, but surely nothing to worry about. Three more kilometres out of ten left to run, but they were the easy three flat along the riverbank by the meadows. Only the hard uphill dogleg through Marchmain's woods could possibly slow his average now. Days like this, when the running was fluid, easy, effortless, were rare and unpredictable. No amount of training made them happen more often. They came out of nowhere, and he knew by now not to question them. Just enjoy this feeling, he thought, for it is a gift from God— and he's not been giving much to me lately. If only Liam could have joined him this morning. Liam understood the numbers. Liam would have shared his joy. Ah, well, if Liam cannot be my witness, then it shall have to be God, Eamon thought. God is infinitely good. And what a weekend to celebrate his goodness. In just an hour's time, showered, shaved, his mind emptied of all matters of the flesh, Eamon would be celebrating Good Friday Mass with the nuns at the Church of St. Francis. Good Friday, the most solemn of days in the Christian calendar, and yet the harbinger, too, of the most joyous day, Easter Sunday. Many times over the years he had questioned his calling, his faith, He'd not been the only one to do so either. Indeed, the bishop recently seemed to have made it a personal ambition to have Eamon defrocked. But each time one of the great landmarks of the ecumenical calendar rolled around, Easter, Christmas Day, Palm Sunday, the thrilling drama and mystery of the event reminded him that the priesthood was the only life he could ever lead. Although, in truth, at times, it seemed he lived two lives as a priest. On the one hand, the shepherd of his flock ministering to their every spiritual need, and on the other, the flying father of the international marathon circuit, raising hundreds of thousands of pounds for the poor and the needy and the lost. And then, of course, there was that uh, other life he lived, the secret life he kept so tight, so close that few, if any, knew of it. God is forgiving, he also believed, But no, now is not the time to think of that. He emerged from the trees and turned hard right onto the gravel path which ran alongside the river. The air down here smelt sweet and clear. He lifted his head high to take in the beauty of the spring morning. The sun had only been up an hour and the meadows sparkled with dew for miles. Up on the far hill the village of Cheringham slumbered still, a late lie-in being taken by one and all on the first day of the holiday weekend. He could see the Cotswold stone of the houses glowing warm in the rays of the rising sun. He heard a sound behind him on the river and, still running, turned to see a pair of swans coming in low to land in the water by the moored barges. The birds seemed to hang in the air beside him and for a brief second he thought he could feel the thread of God's creation binding his own running figure to the swans, to the waters, to the meadows and the orange rising sun. Then the swans hit the water and he pushed his pace higher and left them behind. His body felt on top form this morning, the muscles of his legs flexing painlessly, his breathing strong and unforced. 
Sixty-two years old and fitter than half the men in Cheringham, he thought. The drugs he was on for his heart were a miracle indeed, but a scientific one. No matter what stresses he faced, there was no danger now of repeating that awful moment last autumn when he'd felt his chest lurch and his pulse race and he'd heard the communion chalice crash to the stone at his feet and it had all gone dark. No, science was keeping him alive, though, of course, the Almighty had a small say in that too. Is this what it feels like to be truly happy, he thought? I sure as heck don't deserve it. As his feet pounded a rhythm on the muddy towpath, he tried to corral the worries that had plagued him this last week, that had woken him each morning in a cold sweat, and forced him onto his knees on the hard stone of St. Francis's Church to pray for guidance. They are like demons, he thought.